Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing. Does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the Good evening and welcome to Rappin' on Racing, October 16th, 2023. We have a really nice show planned for you this evening. A lot of good things happening here for some local drivers. Tyler Dietz picked up $10,000 with his win in the 100-lap main event at Bridgeport Speedway in Swedesboro, New Jersey. Then Angelicchio wins $5,000 in the Rick Frazee Memorial at Lake Trobe Speedway on night two of Fall Fest. The second annual Rick Frazee Memorial, paying $5,000 to win for the Crate Late Models, was dominated by Colton Flinner in the number 75 until it wasn't. Flinner set quick time and led the 22-car field. He also won his heat race and led the first 24 laps of the 40-lap feature. However, Dan Angelicchio of Greensburg, who started in his seventh spot after going through an engine swap 24 hours before and was forced to borrow a carburetor at the track, he had something to say about Flinner's dominance with his never-give-up attitude. Flinner and the pack started to run into lap traffic on lap 8, and Angelicchio was in fifth spot. With a restart on lap 17, Angelicchio moved into third, then to second by lap 20. The big move happened on lap 23, when Angelicchio passed Flinner down low in turns 1 and 2 and flew home from that point. Tyler Harris has a Season review of 2023 at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Sam Mayer discussed their victories at the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Logan Zarin will discuss his victory at Muskingum County Speedway. We will talk to Jason Bush about his 2023 Modified Track Championship at Jennerstown Speedway. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you. This is the Banker Bob thought for this evening. This was seen on a golf ball. If found, try to hit it better than the last guy. 
Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Sponsor Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging and traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rorick Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, Yingling Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Skarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, listeners, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. How about yourself? Very good. Very good. I was at the Roval, had a nice time, then came, uh, saw a part of the Steeler game, and they won. So, pretty nice day. Yeah. I think, how I'd like to start this, I think it's amazing. Blair Cress bought the Speedway on June 30th and had his first race the next day, July 1st. I mean, I know the guy's good, but wow. What a task to take on the first day you had to track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and nobody, I mean, there was speculation, there were rumors. Um, and even I myself didn't know everything kind of came to fruition until I walked in to work that day, that Saturday, July 1st. And, uh, Ty Miley said, I don't know. I asked the question and she said, I don't know. You'll have to ask the new owner. And, uh, your heart just kind of sinks for a second, you know, because you've heard about it. You you know you knew that there was a potential for the racetrack to sell, then all of a sudden you find out that it has, and um, it was it was definitely a pretty a pretty crazy day overall because not only uh, the news comes out that the racetrack has sold, but the weather was not looking good for that day at all. Rain showers uh, before, rain showers threatening, and they decided to race anyways because it was the Boss Wingless Sprint Cars that night. A lot of the competitors coming from the Ohio, Indiana region. So we wanted to make sure we caught the show in for those guys because they had made the effort to coming to Western Pennsylvania. And, uh, and we got the show in. Everything went well. But, uh, man, talk about a bad first night of voting a racetrack. When weather's in the area, uh, you tend to take a beating, if you will. And, and, uh, unfortunately they did, but, uh, they took it on the chin and, and they didn't let it stop them. They moved on and they pushed through for a great season. So if I'm understanding you right, 
when you walked in for a typical Saturday night at the track, you had no idea what was going on. The Miley's are always very notorious for keeping things very close to the chest. And yeah. even for somebody who worked hand-in-hand hand with, with Ben and Ty and, and all of the Miley's uh, leading up to that event, yeah, uh, I, I had no clue. So uh, maybe some people knew more than I did, but I, I didn't know until that day when I walked in. Wow. Well, a lot of things to talk about. How about if we do some sort of a season review? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of all kicked off, or supposed to kick off on April 29th. That was our first scheduled race of the season. However, uh, we rained out opening night, and so that put a that put a, a lid on that one. So we had to go ahead and push the season opener back one week, and that was on May 6th. And got to welcome back the Rush Sprint Car Series for a race, which was always great. Loved seeing the wingless sprint cars there at Pittsburgh. Uh, Jam and Johnny Mollick picking up the win there. And uh, interestingly enough, that uh, show also produced a pretty cool feature finish between uh, Mr. Brandon Burgoon and Mr. Cole Patrell uh, in the Rush Late Model, in the Roark Automotive Chevrolet Performance Rush Late Model division. Uh, those two finished first and second with Burgoon taking the win and Cole Patrell going on a 14th starting position to a second uh, finishing position run there. But those two would evidently uh, battle for that points lead and the points championship for the entirety of the season. So uh, that was pretty awe-inspiring to watch. There have been some amazing drivers down there in all the different divisions. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, so we actually, the next, talk about rain outs, next two weeks we lost to rain, and uh, which is pretty, it's, I shouldn't say it's not uh, rare, uh, you know, for the May season it's pretty typical, unfortunately, but uh, right, uh, the next wake of, of racing was on May 27th, which was Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presenting a sprint car show. The 410 wing sprint cars were up, and uh, that served as a, a little bit of a preview of what was to come just five days later for the night two of the Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. A.J. Flick showed up, and he dominated on that night on May 27th, and then he did the same thing five days later, except with a lot more cars behind him. Uh, drivers like Ryan Smith, Dave Blaney, Dale Blaney, Brandon Mattis, Henry Malkett. Um, it, it was definitely a tough field, but uh, the Apollo Pennsylvania native was able to hold him off and go back-to-back in just the span of five days. Um, and then two days after that, we have another race. So uh, a very busy few couple of, uh, a couple of weeks, rather, uh, at PPMS with the sprint cars. And then on June the 3rd, whenever we honored our 2022 track champions for uh, Champions Night. Now you mentioned A.J. Flick, and I've watched him since he first started racing. He is one of the premier sprint car drivers in the area. And when he comes to Pittsburgh, he makes the trip worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, we don't see him too, too often, uh, but what obviously this year had a little bit more of, of incentive to go, uh, with the May 27th race on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, like I said, that race serving as a tune-up race for Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. So it made a lot of sense for a lot of the teams to make their way down there and get some testing in. And, uh, the first scheduled race of the Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week at PPMS was in 2022, and that race actually rained out. So that was the first. That was Pittsburgh's first chance of, of of hosting that event for oh the better part of two decades. I do believe. I think twenty twenty or two thousand was the last year we got to to host a Western PA Sprint Speed Week show. So, uh, but it worked out for AJ. Worked out for a lot of guys, and we were happy to see a strong field of cars for both of those sprint car races. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, Lucas has 
quite an impact on what's going to happen at the big race at Eldora. And I thought it was nice that two of our reporters, Dave Oliveri and Howie Bayless, had interviews with all four of the drivers that are locked into that show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How cool is that for wrapping on racing? Uh, yeah. I think that's a pretty good note, uh, pretty good hat to hang, or pretty good thing to hang your hat on there for sure. Um, but the funny part was, is you talk about your season in review, and really that story right there, the final four with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, that actually all kicked off our season in 2022 with the announcement that Lucas was going to be changing their champ, uh, chase for the championship format to where the final four would be locked in at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That was all the way back in October of 2022, and that's one of the last things that uh, Matt Miley was kind of credited for uh, accomplishing for the racetrack. You know, Lucas came to the table with an awesome proposal, and uh, Matt and the Miley decided to go ahead and take advantage of that. So um, that's really where the season kind of got kicked off, was right then and there uh, with that little extra excitement of, for the Pittsburgher knowing that Big River Steel was coming on board to help out tremendously with this event, too. So uh, that's where it all kicked off. In January, there's a lot of excitement built with the World of Wheels show uh, down at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. So the season really, even though it started in May, really got kicked off a lot sooner than that due to some of the uh, positive news that was coming through the off season. Well, I'm not a fortune teller, and a lot of people say I'm just full of hot air. But if I was guessing, I don't know if it's a stretch to think that Maybe if Lucas is happy with the one night at the Pittsburgher, that they might want to expand that. Uh, just my humble opinion. Yeah, no, that'd be cool to see. Uh, I'm not sure if you know the the cards will ever be dealt that way, but uh, they say nothing's impossible. So it'd be cool to see. But you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm sure their focus right now is on the Dirt Track World Championship coming up here in a couple weeks out at Eldora, and it deserves to be because. Uh, that's a very, very exciting show for all of dirt track racing, period. Uh, spring cars, late models, modified, doesn't, which, doesn't matter which way you split it. Uh, as dirt track racing as a sport, that event is very, very peculiar and very, very important. And uh, I think they know the weight of it, and I think that they're going to, to carry that responsibility very well, and I think that's going to be a very, very fantastic show. So I'm excited to watch it. I won't be able to watch in person. I'm going to be taking advantage of Flow Racing for what it is and, and watch it from home. So uh, we'll see. But uh, it, it's definitely exciting to see where, where Lucas is trending moving forward. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. 
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Tyler, one of the races there that is very significant is the Laboon Memorial. What do you want to talk about in regards to that? Yeah, the uh, 12th annual Ed Laboon Memorial we had this past year, always a uh, prestigious Penn, Ohio Pro Stock event. So uh, you always welcome that every time of year. This year was scheduled to be on June 3rd, but we actually pushed it back one week to help work with some of the uh, other racetracks in the western Pennsylvania area. Um, and we saw, I believe, over 20, I want to say it was 27 or 28 Penn Ohio Pro Stocks uh, come to the table for a $4,000 to win a main feature event. And it was uh, Tim Bish from Maringold, Pennsylvania, who uh, stole the show. He was the one to beat all night long for the majority of the race. And uh, whenever you're beating a, a field of cars with uh, Chris Schneider and uh, Christian Schneider and, uh, I mean, Tyler Wyant, um, guys like that, names like that, whenever you're able to best guys like that, uh, Jordan Perkins is another one that comes to mind, too, because he was uh, undeniable in the first few weeks of the season this year. Uh, he was definitely the one to beat that night. And it was cool seeing Tim Bish be able to, to host the tro- hoist the, uh, the championship belt and wear it into work on Monday morning, too. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool, too. The amount of work that goes into the Laboon Memorial it's not just prior to the race. It's like the entire year. The preparation that Vince goes through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Vince, uh, you know, obviously there's a special connection with, with his dad. You know, he wants to do it well for his dad. He wants to represent the sponsors well and everything like that. So uh, he pours his heart into that event, and, and it shows. You know, when you can put up 4000 to win for a, for a pro stock race, uh, that's always pretty good. And, and the other thing inside of it, too, is, to do it in a year where the racetrack's future was uncertain. That is where it got to be uh, pretty interesting, not just for the Laboon race, but for the uh, for the George Steel City Classic as well, because you know the racetrack's for sale. You hear the rumors and speculation of what's going to happen to the racetrack, and it's really difficult to plan something when you just don't know if it's even going to happen or not. So uh, I commend Vince and I commend Brandon Bockwich as well for, for shouldering those events because... Um, it wasn't any easier this year by any means. You mentioned a fellow that I always considered a good friend and one of the best guys around for racing, Jook George. Let's talk about his race. 
yeah, Jokes race was was special this year. Obviously, we would have, we would have liked to have gotten the Herb Scott Memorial in another driver uh, in person that obviously you would commend through the through the highest ranks of of racing here in Western Pennsylvania. His race got rained out on July fifteenth, so the first Rush Touring Series race was the Joke George Steel City Classic. I believe it was the thirty fourth annual running of that event, uh, and that event always because of the efforts that Cletus puts into that event uh, always draws not only uh, a very respectable heavy hitting field of cars but always pulls a strong crowd as well and uh i think the atmosphere for this year's joke george race was um probably higher than anything i have seen in my few years there at the racetrack um obviously brandon's been putting that event on for much longer and and joke's family have uh, been involved with that event for much longer than my tenure at pittsburgh but uh, i feel like the atmosphere this year uh, with the sale of the racetrack uh, being announced on July 1st, I think it's I think its prestige went through the roof just a little bit more because of how much excitement was surrounding the racetrack. Uh, also, when you can put six thousand dollars to win minimum up for an event for a 50 lapper, uh, that's pretty pr- prestigious too. So, um, I really appreciate Cletus and, and the George family for all of their work, all interior painting for being the presenting sponsor of that race as well. Uh, the Young Guns also had some extra money on the line for a cash bash event, uh, so they got to make a little bit of money too so uh that's always a good thing that event as a whole on august 5th was was really special for the speedway listeners if you're just joining us we're talking to tyler harris from pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway okay let's keep going we kind of passed up a little bit there july 22nd uh something that was pretty cool was um Sam Johnson, a gentleman who kind of came to the racetrack uh, very early in the off season uh, in 2022, leading into 2023, wanted to find ways to get involved in the sport. He he is one of those fans that has heard about it, right? Uh, racetracks are always looking for help in some sort of capacity, and it doesn't matter what capacity. If you ask, more than likely we can find a place for you. So uh, Sam came forward and said that he wanted to do something in memory of his father, Stephen W. Johnson, and uh, through the efforts of myself and uh, Vince Laboon, we kind of came up with an idea to host a Triple Crown Series race uh, in memory of his father, Stephen W. Johnson. So round one of that uh, Triple Crown Series was actually on Saturday, July 22nd, uh, and that was for our hobby stock. So a trifecta series where there were some uh, bonus incentives and monies on the line there. And, uh, again, we pay homage to not only Stephen Johnson uh, in that span of three races, but we also paid homage to Wee Willie White as well as uh, Josh Langer in that stretch of races, too. So a uh, pretty special thing that came on board this season uh, on in July, August, and September with the hobby stocks. It's always good to give the those guys and girls, respectively, uh, some extra money to race for throughout the course of the year just because, uh, let's be honest, let's be brunt about it, they, they race for pennies in comparison to what it takes to put their cars on the racetrack. So when you can actually give them some more incentive to go out there and race, it's always a, a bonus. I think if an individual comes to the track and says, I want to get involved and it's going to mean money for something, you find a place for them, and you you find an excellent place for this gentleman. And uh, the the triple crown thing was a big hit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, spe- especially September ninth, uh, the when it all came to a uh, crescendo. Not to not to uh, look forward into anything in the future. There on that was supposed to take place on September twenty third, but it all came to a culmination on that September 9th show uh, for the third annual Josh Langer Hobbystock Invitational. But it was First Responders Night, too, where we got to uh, honor a lot of the first responders from our western Pennsylvania area, a lot of the communities around uh, our racetrack. 
So it was great to be be able to honor our first responders, remember Josh Langer, and also ultimately remember Stephen Johnson. It all came to a beautiful culmination there on Saturday, September 9th. All right, listeners, uh, Tyler and I are going to take a break, and we'll be back with more Wrapping on Racing after these messages. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, listeners, we're back. We're talking to Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, let's pick it up where you left off. So we talked about Saturday, September 9th, being the culmination of the Stephen W. Johnson Memorial Triple Crown Series. Kind of uh, oversighted a little bit uh, on August 19th, the inaugural running of the Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service. And for those that don't know, that is uh, Blair Cress's um, uh, primary business. That is the business that led him to the point of purchasing Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. So uh, this event was in lieu of the Red Miley Rumble. Uh, the Miley family deciding to go ahead and withdraw that event from the schedule uh, just because they felt that it was the, the right thing to do under the um, under the circumstances of, of where they were currently at. Obviously, that, that race meant a lot to the family to remember uh, their brother, their son, their loved one, Red Miley. But with the passing of Matt, they also felt that it was uh, the right thing to do to withdraw that event just because Matt put so much time and effort into that event. Uh, 
that they just felt that that was the right thing to do. And we totally understood and, and respected their decision to do that. So we did this in, in lieu of that event. And we were excited for it because it presented twin 20-lap A-main feature events for the Rush Late models. So uh, it wasn't a touring series race, so it really just helped our local regular season competitors uh, race for some extra money. And they did that, and they put on a phenomenal show. A lot of people love the twin 20-lap uh, aspect, and we got to bring that to the light on Saturday, August 19th. So uh, pretty pretty big things there for the uh, first month and a half of owning a racetrack to go ahead and sponsor our race on top of that, too. Uh, talk about getting involved and diving headfirst into it. Uh, Blair, Tabby, and their crew did it uh, and did it uh, in, in tremendous fashion. You mentioned the crew and the work that his uh, crew has done from 2020 landscaping is amazing at the track. I didn't mean to interrupt you, so let's keep going. Yeah, no, I, and you're right, Don, and that's you talk about whenever they purchased the racetrack uh, and just how fast we got to see some of the improvements around the racetrack, uh, widening pit roads so that the haulers weren't uh, dragging themselves up there and, and beating their equipment up off of the tree branches hanging down and uh, clearing two lanes wide to, to go be able to go up and down it so you weren't stuck if you were trying to go down when everyone was coming up and vice versa. Uh, the improvements made around the facility, too, where they're replacing some of the bleacher boards that have been long past expired, uh, also doing some other um, things around the uh, racetrack like landscaping stuff and uh, just general cleanup of the property. Uh, obviously, a lot more bigger plans on the horizon, but in the time frame of what they had and what they got done, certainly an impressive feat. So uh, that's definitely something that we want to keep in mind, too, moving forward, that you know we see how much they were able to get done in such a short amount of time, and we're excited to see where that may lie, uh, where they may go here in the, in the off-season months. So moving on to Saturday, September the 2nd, the third, uh, or technically the fourth 410 sprint car feature, uh, but nonetheless the uh, third winged 410 sprint car race of the season was the Fast on Dirt 410 sprint car series, and a gentleman from Maltlicky, Texas, comes up. Uh, I think he's actually stationed in Ohio now, but it sounds more impressive whenever you say a name like Maltlicky, Texas. But <laughs> Jordan Ryan was certainly, yeah, Certainly impressive on that night as he was the one to dominate uh, the big field of cars on hand for the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series. So uh, that was pretty cool to see uh, Jordan Ryan uh, get a big win on a big half-mile racetrack like that. I believe in victory lane he even said that he wasn't uh, too big of a fan of these big racetracks like this. But uh, I say he's a fan of PPMS that night when he got to park it in victory lane. Yeah, it made him a believer. Yeah, yeah. I would say winning, winning anywhere will make you a believer of that racetrack. So if he comes back next year, I think uh, he'll be uh, in much more uh, highly, uh, highly sought after. Uh, I don't know what exactly the words I'm looking for, but he'll look forward to his visit much more uh, coming up in 2024 if he's able to make it up here. Well, Pittsburgh's probably bigger than 90 percent of the tracks these guys race on. Sometimes they're on a bull ring where it's just a circle. You never have a straightaway. And then they come to Pittsburgh and it's like, whoa. And I, I was at the uh, pit blackboard one time years ago. A guy came in with a sprint car and he's looking around and I said, what's the matter? He says, this is too big for me. I'm leaving it on the trailer. Never unloaded the car. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of a, a, a gentleman, a young man who came from uh, Tyler County Speedway with the Rush Lay models back on the prelude to the Pittsburgher on uh, September 29th. 
He shows up, a regular competitor out at the Tyler County Speedway. So he's used to this little quarter-mile high-banked bullring, and he shows up to Pittsburgh, and his eyes are just wide, and he goes, ah, I didn't realize how big this place was. <laughs> and I said, well, buddy, good luck. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm just looking to make laughs tonight, and I can certainly understand his uh, his concern. But I, I tell you what, he it seemed like from my perspective, you know, all things considered, uh, the two very different uh, things uh, track surfaces and layouts and everything like that. I think he did pretty well. So hope to see him back in the future uh, for 2024. We'd love to have anybody, but uh, certainly opened his eyes to new horizons, if you will. And then really looking at the month of September, obviously we already covered September 9th. September 16th was a special race, too. The second annual Sport Compact shootout uh, was pretty cool. Obviously, with any chance that we have to see an inflated field of four cylinders down there at Dirt's Monster Half Mile is special because they always put on a phenomenal show. We wanted to see if the first one was a fluke because it was the 2022 race of the year, no doubt about it. Uh, so we wanted to see what it looked like in 2023. And that event was special, too, because you had three other racetracks in Western PA racing four-cylinders that night and having specials, not just racing them, but having specials. So really created a, a, a diversion of, of the field. Uh, we were able to still muster up over 20 four-cylinders for that race, uh, and they put on a phenomenal show. They definitely lived up to it. So I think moving forward, that race in particular, uh, at the end of the season for the Sport Compact Shootout, I think that's really going to hold a lot of prevalence moving forward uh, with Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway because of the success of the four-cylinders. Uh, they just race really well on that track, and, and I think it's definitely something to take note of and to really try to focus on moving forward. Now, am I jumping ahead, or would this be a good time to talk about the prelude to the Pittsburgh? No, I don't think you are because uh, the race after that rained out. That was supposed to be the crescendo for the Rush Late Mod or Rush Modifieds. However, that rained out, so uh, we moved right into the Friday of the Pittsburgher right there, the prelude to the Pittsburgher. So we talked about it a little bit with the Bob Walters Memorial, uh, two thousand and forty-two dollars to win. Uh, that's obviously uh, kind of puts our stamp on uh, important races for Penn Ohio Pro Stocks in the Western PA area when you can throw up over $2,000 to win, in my opinion. And it was really special to see, too, because uh, you see Bobby Whitling come down from Seneca, which is a pretty considerable haul for him. Uh, and then you've got Tyler Deke, who manufactures his own chassis. You've got Chris Schneider, who manufactures his own chassis. And the three of them are battling up front at the beginning stages of the race. And uh, the three masters of, the, masters of their craft, if you will, are going at it. And uh, that was really special to watch, in my opinion. So uh, it was it was pretty cool to see Chris come out on top of that. The second annual Bob Walters Memorial and Chris Schneider is now a two-time winner of that event. Uh, that event holds a lot of um, prestige to him as a person because of his close connection with Bob Walters over the years. He still has a Bob Walters engine underneath the hood of his car, so you can tell just how important, uh, and you can see the emotion in Victory Lane uh, as well as he's doing his interview. Um, you could just see how emotional and how proud he was of, of winning that event again. Uh, I don't think you're going to ever rob him of joy whenever it comes to this event moving forward. Well, the three guys you mentioned, Whitling, Dietz, and Schneider, all championship drivers, and each one of them, and they're all different, uh, produces a chassis of their own. And uh, a big part of that, I mean, those chassis find their way into uh, drivers at all the different tracks in the tri-state area. So they're not only winning some races, but they're a big part of helping to make the sport grow. Yeah, especially here in Western PA. There's no doubt about that. Without the uh, chassis builders, without guys like Andrew Gordon up north making those roosted chassis, too. I mean, uh, that's 
that's what keeps that division alive and thriving, in my opinion. Uh, they, you know, the numbers have been a little bit uh, hit or miss in some weeks, in some instances, as the economy has kind of been a little bit of a weird uh, spoke, uh, uh, a weird position right now, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so, with that being taken into consideration, uh, it's something to always keep in keep in mind, though, to watch that division have so much. Um, control and prevalence moving forward. So I think uh, I think the Pro Sox are going to be in a good place here coming up within the years to come, and if, as if they weren't already. Uh, but the prelude to the Pittsburgh Girl also featured night one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. Steve Hendren pours his soul into that event, uh, not only for one night, but for the second night, too, with $10,000 to win for the Pittsburgher. Uh, and I think that Bill had already said in the driver's meeting on Pittsburgher Weekend that this event is planning to grow rapidly and in a big way for 2024. So we're excited to see exactly how that is. And uh, I don't know how it is, so I'm, I can't give anything away. I, I truly don't know. But uh, if it's coming from Vicky, uh, from Mike, and if it's coming from Steve, uh, I, I reckon to believe that it's something big. So uh, looking forward to see what the Pittsburghers going to look like next year. But uh, night one of the Bill Hender Memorial certainly doesn't disappoint. Uh, track records on Friday night were being broke left and right in the Rush Late Models and the Pro Stocks and the Young Guns and the Hobby Stocks. Uh, they just kept falling, and it, it was pretty awe-inspiring. It was pretty cool to see just how fast that track really was. I know the drivers are going to have a pretty nice off-season based on what has happened with the new owners, and they know as they look forward to the new season that they're not going to have to worry about building a car and not having a place to race. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of where we were at this year, right, uh, going into this year. We Again, the Miley's respectively always wanted to keep things very close to the chest. They didn't want to give anything out uh, too far in advance or without uncertainty. And uh, Ben Ben never really wanted to make it a point to know where the direction of the track was going just because he always, I don't want to say he wanted to leave his way out, but he was very reserved. And um, we needed to make sure that people knew that they had a place to race in 2023. And uh, that stayed true through the entirety of it. So going from the start of the season where we weren't sure where the track was going to where it is now, standing in a very, very high order with a lot of excitement and anticipation behind it to see what's to come for next season. Uh, Don, it, it thrills me to be able to sit here and talk to you about just how good of a position that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway currently is. The future looks bright. It's got a young, motivated group uh, behind it, and I, I'm just really excited. I, I can't really express that anymore, uh, and I hope that the people that are listening to this can sense it in my voice because it's, it's just a lot of fun to work down there. They also have a damn good spokesman behind the microphone there. Tyler Harris, I want to thank you for being with us. Now, the next time I have you on, if there's any concrete schedule items, we can discuss those. If not, we'll just talk about whatever makes you happy. <laughs> well, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway makes me happy. My wife makes me happy, but uh, we won't... Um we don't have to talk for a half an hour about my wife. I don't think the listeners necessarily want to hear about my marriage with my wife. So <laughs> we'll keep it racing related. Hey, <laughs> and just, we'll, uh, we'll talk about 2024 if I've got more news for you. Just remember, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, good words to live by. Sometimes, maybe sometime I'll take, a, take your advice on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. 
He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. Good afternoon, everyone. We're going to go ahead and go into our post-race press conference here for today's NASCAR Xfinity Series race. We've now been joined by our race winner, Sam Mayer, driver of the number one Chevrolet for Junior Motorsports. Sam, congratulations on that win. A little bit of a win and advance opportunity for you today, which you definitely backed up. But um, your third victory of the season Talk to us a little bit about those final laps. You were strong much of the day, but really had to, to make a move there at the end. Yeah, our car was unbeatable all day. Like, I really couldn't do no wrong and, and still be out front. So it always feels good to have a good race car showing up to a race that you have to win and get in. Um, obviously, I'm really grateful uh, for everything uh, that JRM and Marty and Aiden and everyone else on the team has done because they uh, – they put in the work and, and put in the hours, and we took what's ours today. So it feels really good to get a win. All right. Well, now go to questions for Sam. If you have one, raise your hand. We do have a question in the press box. I want to start downstairs, then make my way up, and we'll start with John Newby. John Newby, NBC Sports. So three crashes, three finishes, 35th or worse. What were the you know conversations like this week and heading into this must-win situation, and what did you focus on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it speaks for itself. Having six points in three races is more embarrassing than anything else. And uh, we kind of went into this weekend like we knew we had to win and get in. There's really no other way. And we kind of just used the confidence of road courses in general to kind of 
push us to go win. And like obviously the conversations were you got to get your crap together. You got to you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be perfect. And uh, we did pretty much exactly that today. The only laps we didn't lead today were pretty much because of pet strategy and a couple laps early when the seven got us. And then obviously as like a younger guy, I mean, it would be easy to be kind of overwhelmed in this situation. How did you, you know, keep from having that happen to you? Yeah, you know, I think just having confidence in general. Uh, we, I just felt good in the race car. Like, I didn't feel like I had to do anything crazy to be fast. I was just faster. Like, the car itself was just that good today. And it feels really good to have an Accelerate Camaro that, that, that's that good. And, um, like, myself, I was able to stay calm because I knew the car was that good. All I had to do was take care of it and uh, be there at the end. And Kevin on top of the roof and Marty on top of the box, they, they're really good at calming me down if I ever get too crazy. Today, we never got crazy enough to really have to calm me down, but um, it, uh, it all worked itself out today, and I, it's because of everyone on the team. All right, we're going to go to Jacob, please. Jacob Seelman, kickingthetires.net. A uh, couple for you, Sam. I'll start with... When you were first coming into the Xfinity Series, you self-admittedly were not necessarily the best road racer. You've got three of these now. You honed your road racing ability a couple years ago in Trans Am. How big was that in getting you comfortable enough to now be, as, as you said on TV, A.J. Homendinger 2.0 at this point? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, so when I first got into the Xfinity car, it's like, you're learning a new car, you're learning all these new racetracks that you really haven't gone to, and it's going to take a little bit. But I still had that background in go-karts, and I did quite a bit of uh, road racing in legend cars, so I had confidence on the road courses. It's just a matter of kind of getting the fine-tuning down and getting these my, myself kind of in the mindset of how these Xfinity cars race. And uh, I finally figured that out. Obviously, the first couple of road races – the last year and this year obviously obviously weren't perfect but we really kind of honed in on what we needed to do and uh marty obviously made a really perfect race car today and i drove a good race and uh road courses are one of my favorites to go to now because i have three wins on them you've said confidence five or six times since you got out of the car how big has having marty back this year after all the success you had in k&n several years ago how big has that been for that confidence i think that's about 90 percent of it right there absolutely i mean having marty he he he's very mellow and he knows what he can do he's very good um but he doesn't put himself out there too much to where it jeopardizes himself and I appreciate that as a driver because he does such a good job making decisions that he thinks of things that I would never think of even as a driver. And um, it worked out perfectly today. There was we, we talked for 20 minutes after qualifying about adjustments for the race and what to do. And I told him that I'm tight here and I'm loose here. I don't know what to do. Where There's no happy medium. And he came up with something and it, it worked out perfectly. Trucks, you burst on the scene, had the win at Bristol. Xfinity, you came in, and the first two years were not not great. You've said that yourself. <laughs> was there ever a point? I, I know this year started well, but even that lull before the win at Road America, has there been a point at all in this whole process that you've gotten down on yourself, that you've doubted you know, whether this was all going to work out like it has the last few months? Yeah, you know, like I I think anyone would feel that if they walked into a room and said, 
I'm going to do something and don't back it up. It took me a while to back it up, and I think I'm finally on my way to doing that. And there's a lot of stuff that I said that I still stand by because I want to be that. Um, but I still have a long road ahead of me. Like I said with Claire a couple minutes ago, it's like I have to go out there and I have to be perfect if I want to be a cup driver one day. I made two mistakes today. Neither of them jeopardized my day, but they they could have. And I need to I need to make sure I'm mentally focused at all times and don't get lazy on myself and that's what cup drivers are best at is being laser focused 24 7. okay we're going to go upstairs to jim utter go ahead jim jim utter motorsport.com congratulations sam um two questions one of them is sort of similar to jacobs i was just wondering how would you describe this season where you've had your first career win you've gotten three wins you pulled off a must-win victory but you've also had some difficult times including the three races where you've wrecked out just how would you describe this year <laughs> a roller coaster <laughs> i guess i kind of say that the last uh two three years um but we've we've had a lot of highs and we've had some lows obviously the one low uh, that we had was most recent and everyone's going to remember it because it was very bad for our playoff run and we we did not do our job i did not do my job we got in trouble and uh we had to come out of it and we like you said had to have a clutch win today and we did uh it saved our season for now we have to go out there and, and do the work because we've gotten this far and we've done this much now we have to finish off and and i feel like I'm not pressured to do it by any means, but I certainly have so much want to do it. And I think that the highs and lows of this year has taught me a lot. Um, the good Lord above has, has put me through it, and, but he's rewarded me. Uh, obviously, today is one of those highs. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to getting through the rest of the year and, and seeing what we can do. And the second question is sort of, I think, related to that. It, when you got out of the car, you said when you were down – it taught you a lesson and brought you back up what was the lesson that you learned just to never give up like like they that off week where the cup side and trucks were racing at talladega we weren't we weren't racing i fully stepped away from racing for four or five days i didn't pay attention to racing i didn't do anything on social media i just took my time and and reset myself and it taught me a lesson right then and there that I needed to stick with it because my guys, they work their tails off from 5 in the morning until 6 at night every single day of the week that they're here to make these race cars go fast. And if I give up, it's, it's silly. And it's a waste of money. And it's a waste of very important money. Um, and I have to go out there and do the thing. And I came back this week. I, w I showed up to the simulator on Monday, did a couple hours of sim, and I was locked in. I've been locked in since Monday, and I really wanted to do it, not just for my career and, and our playoff run, but for my guys and everyone who puts in the work to make these cars go around. And um, I'm just really thankful for it. The good Lord above blessed me to be in an opportunity where I can go race for a championship with an amazing organization, and uh, I plan on using it. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Sponsor Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging and traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rorick Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, Yingling Brewing Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. Hi, this is Michael Norris, your 2023 Lernerville Late Model Point Champion, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing. All right, listeners, joining us now, fresh off a victory at Muskingum County Speedway, Logan Zarin. Logan, good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Don. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm pretty excited. Good. Now, it's a three-eighths mile track, and I guess you've been there three times. Now, something changed this time because you picked up the win. The first two times you were there, what were some of the things you were dealing with? Uh, well, the first time we went there, we made a liquor show there, and then we had an oil, oil pump go bad on us, so that was that time. And the second time, I got into a little tussle with a uke tire, and I didn't win. So this is my <laughs> first time actually finishing a feature. Well, and you finished it in style. Yeah, the uh, the racetrack down there at uh, Donnie Moran owns that, so the guy preparing the place, I guess, knows what he's doing. Was the surface agreeable, or did they have some issues? Well, I know, like, early on, they got a little bit of the rain, so... It kind of clumped up a little bit, and it was a little bit rough, but there's nothing really they could do about it. Um, yeah. I know they ran it in for the feature, and it was it was the best they were going to get it with the circumstances of being cold, and, you know, they got some rain. So it wasn't really that bad, but given the circumstances. Yeah, I saw some pictures of you and the crew, and everybody had jackets on, so it must have been a little chilly. 
Yeah, it was definitely cold. You know, we're getting into these fall races, so we're just trying to, uh, you know, do the best we can, keep the motor running good while it's getting a little bit cold, so we're trying. Now, I understand as we're talking, you're in the shop working on the car to get it ready for Lernerville. Uh, now, uh, is that a two-day show or three-day show at Lernerville? Um, they're doing the heat races Friday qualifying here it's a Friday and then uh, feature Saturday and I think there's a test session on Thursday yeah. you know, for practice so it's a two day show this week yeah yeah, and that's not a long haul but I guess uh, uh, do you leave the hauler there uh, overnight and then just have another vehicle to get back home uh, well you know I follow my dad up in the truck and then I stay with the truck all weekend and then he comes back down to the shop so it's kind of we like to have someone stay with the truck just in case something happens. Yeah, that's just good planning. Now, you're at the shop, obviously, not right now. I mean, you're in the shop working on the car, but how are things at the shop? Are you guys real busy? Yeah, good. Man, business has been good. You know, with all the stuff going on in this world today, we're not complaining. It's been a little bit hard to get some stuff, but you know, we're getting along pretty well. That's wonderful. Well, your dad, your pap, you, some hard-working people in the Zarin family. So whatever happens, it's well-deserved. Now, after Lernerville, after the uh, Stampede, are there, are there any other races on your schedule? Um, we're going to head to Bedford the weekend after for that two-day show and then call it a year and start, and start getting some stuff done, getting prepped for East Bay. So it's really no time off down here. Now, the East Bay, is that February? Yeah, it should be the first week of February, and then depending on how it goes, we might go to the least of the week after, so it's all just going to play it by ear. Cool. Okay. Well, <clears throat> when the season is finished, if everything is okay with the car, uh, any plans to uh, update it, get a new one? You happy with the one you have? What's the what? How old is your chassis? Uh, the one I have, I got two. One is a year and a half old and one's a year old so they're still pretty fresh um we're gonna keep these ones they've been good to me this year you know yeah getting a couple wins under my belt so we're probably gonna stick with the ones we got and you know maybe add another one next uh, mid-season next year and how about the motor what's the status on the motor how many uh laps on that oh we actually just put a brand new one in for pittsburgh last week we uh we had one go we had one break at port royal for the lucas race and then uh we got one lapped out, so the one in the car is pretty fresh, and then we got two uh, uh, pro power getting rebuilt, so we should have some fresh bullets going down to Florida. Well, you're fresh off the victory at Muskingum County Speedway. I want to congratulate you on that. I'll let you get back to work because we want to make sure the car is in tip-top shape, and uh, we'll have you on again after uh, you complete the uh, stampede. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. I appreciate you having me. Okay, Logan Zarin, thank you. Thank you, Don. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. 
Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Zarin Truck and Automotive. And RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Rapping on Racing. And I thank them. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342. All right, listeners, joining us now is Jason Bush, the 2023 Modified Track Champion from Jennerstown Speedway. That has a nice sound to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, Don. Good evening. You know, I'm a little bit jealous. Uh, You and your wife just came back from Ireland, and since I'm like 50% Irish and I've never been there, I was kind of thinking, boy, he's got the right idea here. But now explain why you went to Ireland on your anniversary. Well, we decided uh, we were actually going to do this for our five-year anniversary in 2020, and then COVID hit. So now we're going on it. We went on our eight year anniversary trip and uh, my wife's like 99% Irish. So 
and I have a little bit of Irish in me, but more German. So um, that's been on our bucket list trip to go there. So uh, we decided uh, no better time than now to go, and uh, that was a great way to celebrate my championship this year. How was the trip? A little bit about where you were and some of the things you were doing. Yeah, so the trip was great. Uh, flight was long. It was about 10 and a half, 11 hours to get there. Um, but uh, we flew into Dublin. We stayed there for a few days. Then uh, picked up a rental car, and we did pretty much the whole country. We went to Waterford. We did Cork. We went to the Balarney Stone. I got to kiss the Balarney Stone. We went to Killarney, then to the Cliffs of Moor. We went to Galway, then up to Derry and the Giants Causeway, then the Belfast. Then we ended in King's Court, and we stayed a night in the Cobra Castle. Sounds like a perfect trip. And I'm sure that your wife enjoyed that, being 90% Irish. Oh, yeah, she enjoyed it. it uh, the pictures don't do that country justice, and, and if you ever get a chance to go there, um, it's definitely worth the trip. Uh, the green is... I mean, the green is so vibrant over there. It's it's completely different. And the Guinness beer, I'm not a big Guinness fan, but the, the Guinness beer tastes a lot different over there than it does <laughs> here at home. Let's talk about the season and how you got to be the champion. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a really good season this year. Um, I think I ended up with six or seven heat race wins. Uh, we had two feature wins and never finished outside of the top five every week this year. So we were very consistent and, uh, you know, didn't tear anything up. And that's a big thanks to, to Mike Bacalon, who really helped me over the winter get this car back together. And We made a bunch of changes to make the car handle better, and it handled like a dream this year. Mike's a good man. He was a good driver and apparently he's a pretty good chassis setup and problem solver for you. Now, when you won the title, uh, have, do you have any other titles, uh, whether dirt or asphalt? Yeah, this is my first full-size championship in a car. Twenty. This is my 29th year in a full-size stock car, and this is my first championship. Last time I won a championship was 1994. I won uh, two in go-karts at Blanket Hill and Slippery Rock that year. A lot of the successful drivers started out in go-karts, and I think it's the hand-eye coordination and just the throttle control and stuff like that, and you're no exception. You know, A.J. Flick, the Blaney's, you name it, they did it. Now, I understand that, uh, well, first of all, listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jason Bush, the champion from Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, I understand you had to have some special photos taken. Yeah, um, Jared and Louisa Adams, uh, they do a lot of the, from Adams film and photography. Uh, they uh, decided since uh, we got rained out on championship night and the season was ended that they wanted to get all the six champions from up there and get their cars up there and get some pictures taken. So they did that for us yesterday and, and did a phenomenal job. We just I actually just got the pictures downloaded to my phone and, they turned out really well. Perfect. I think you're going to need to send me one of those. You know, this Absolutely. This didn't happen without a lot of hard work and things from your sponsors. Let's start by thanking your crew. 
Yeah, I got to thank first, first and foremost, I got to thank my wife, Tina, uh, for putting up with the long nights in the shop over the winter and the long nights during the week and coming every week to the racetrack and, and helping me out. She's, she's really a big asset and, and a help to me um, at the track. I got to thank Mike Bacalon for, for being there for me uh, over the winter and throughout the throughout the year every week he was there uh helping me with the car getting it dialed in at the shop every week you know working on it with me and making sure everything was in tip-top shape i gotta thank my dad marty without him i probably would never be racing uh you know he's been with me my whole entire career through go-karts along with uncle paul he's been there through go-karts and and helping me each week at the track and and he lives to come to the races anymore now that he's retired from the shop uh i gotta thank dan uh he helps me out when he can get there when he's not racing down at latrobe i gotta thank uh jj he helps out that's a friend of mike's young kid that mike's mentoring and uh he helps out a good bit um I got to thank my uncle Jack and Aunt Darlene for supporting me. Uh, they come every week and, and help me out. And it's, a, it's great to have all the family support. Family's a big thing, and racing is a big family, and that's what makes it so special. Now, how about the people that help you pay the bills? Yeah, I got to thank uh, Russ from Fazio Heating and Cooling. He come on board this year and has been a great help. Uh, with us, ACS Hobbies out of Monroeville, PA, Triangle Bar and Grill, Burkett Building and Design, Lucci's Collision Center, Fairways Lounge, Colgan Towing, and Jennerstown Engine Technologies. You listeners, if you can use any of these services with his sponsors, you ought to give them a call because they're good people and they've been very supportive of his racing career. And if you're in Swissville and you want a sandwich to die for, you need to go to the Triangle Bar and Grill. I always enjoyed going there and having one of their sandwiches. Just top of the line. Have we covered everything? Is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, no, I just I want to thank uh, all the fans for my for their support over the years um, of racing. And, you know, without the fans, we us guys wouldn't be doing it. I got to thank the the staff and the, the owners at Jennerstown Speedway um, for giving us a great facility, uh, probably one of the finest facilities on the on the East Coast, definitely by, by far. And uh, I got to thank them for giving us a place to race every Saturday. You mentioned the fans, and your fan base continues to grow because of how you interact with the kids, especially on uh, autograph night when you're giving them bikes or backpacks or goodness knows what you're giving them. But uh, the kids, they respond to that. And I can see a situation where you get a new fan, maybe the kid's 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, they're going to bug their parents every Saturday. Hey, I want to go see Jason race. And what a good deal that is. And then for the parents, what a nice situation. Lynn Geisler said it many years ago. What a great situation where the kids can't wait until the weekend to be with mom and dad. I mean, that's priceless. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And 
and we always try to do something for for the kids that's something we started probably about eight years ago or so up there and and it's now taken off and we got a lot of different drivers that participate in that uh every autograph session and, and it's great it gets the gets the young kids interacting with us and and there's no better thing than to see a smile on a kid's face especially at the end of the night you know we let them come down and sit in the car and sign autographs and give them hero cars and whatnot and and that, that makes my day that's that that gives me a smile when i can put a, a smile on a kid's face Fun is good, and these kids are having fun. Well, Jason Bush, I want to thank you for being with us, congratulate you on your championship, and uh, we'll be talking to you. All right. Thank you. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Sponsor Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging and traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rorick Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, TMT Transportation, Yingling Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.
number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on.